Welcome back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today, I jump on the mic with four rad females. These four women make up the Quad Tandem World Championship women's team, the only women's team. And Team Corker is actually super stoked to be behind them in this year's quest to ride 800 kilometers in the name of raising money and awareness for mental health. This is put on by Worth Hats which is an organization near and dear to us. And our commitment in 2023 is to support both the ride and the organization in any way we can. We are doing this with a financial commitment. We are doing this with heartbeats and partnerships and sponsorships in in any possible way. And it feels only appropriate to elevate a conversation to hear, you know, from a generation (laughs) that's not mine. Uh, It's very interesting to hear what inspires women, the younger women of the world right now, um, what makes them say yes, what gets them out of bed in the morning, what feels scary, and what has them say yes anyway. I don't know if you've ever ridden 800 kilometers in eight days, but I can tell you, I definitely have not. And to make it even more exciting, they are doing this on a quad, which is four road bikes essentially together, pedaling 100 kilometers up some pretty impressive elevation through the interior of British Columbia. I'm so grateful that they were open to having a conversation. And while I haven't hosted a podcast with four folks before, I hope that you will get a little bit of, you know, a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of inspiration and and a little insight into each of them as individuals. Well, my favorite four female friends who are riding a bike, we have just met. We could be called strangers that are now friends. I, I literally put my money on you this year. And I couldn't be more excited to have you on the pod. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on. And um, I would love because I certainly can't do you justice. I would love it if you could introduce yourselves and tell us who you are. Who are you in the world today in 2023? And I want to know your relationship with riding a bike. What does it mean to you? Why do you do it? Any direction you want to go. So tell us who you are. And tell us your relationship with riding a bike. And Kaylee, we're going to start with you and then you pass it on to a bike mate. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. I sometimes still ask myself what I am, who I am, what I'm doing. But the past few years, I've been finishing an undergrad at UBC. So I've uh, a lot of my identity has been student. But this past year, I've graduated. I've started working as a paramedic, which has been really awesome and learning a lot. I do a lot of outreach work on the downtown east side. I'm really passionate about outreach and harm reduction. Through riding a bike, I feel like growing up, I was just lucky enough to have parents and siblings who liked riding bikes enough. So did a little bit of mountain biking here and there, but only really started riding bikes again in the last few years, mountain biking more. And actually Olivia, the one who took me out mountain biking for the first time in like quite a few years up in Squamish. And since then I've been trying to get out as much as I can living on the North Shore. It's so close. I should do it more. Yeah. Started road biking for the first time to train for this race. That's been exciting and challenging, but I've enjoyed it so far. So I hope right. this goes well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Who do you pass um, it to? Ooh, this is so fun. Olivia, go for it. Great. Yeah. My name is Liv. I'm commonly referred to as Liver. I have been living in Squamish for almost three years now. I came out to the coast 
about a decade ago, and I went to Emily Carr University of Art and Design, where I graduated there with a Bachelor of Fine Arts and did a lot of printmaking and like big oil painting. Around the time I was about halfway through that degree, I went to Italy kind of randomly. And that was probably the first time I ever rode a bike further than like maybe five kilometers in my entire life. And when I came home, I sold my kind of beach cruiser thing and bought a road bike. And then I got a job painting bicycles professionally. And so I actually have my road bike that I, the first road bike that I ever had, I have it custom painted with a design that I created and it looks like a snake and it's pretty cool. So that's a fun fact. And then when I moved to Squamish, I kind of started getting into mountain biking and it's really become like riding bikes has really become a very liberating identity for me. And I just am so happy pedaling a bike mm. and I love it. And I just, it's just great. It brings me so much joy. So primarily, I guess I, I do mostly mountain biking. It's been a while since I've, I've done my time on a road bike, but uh, <laughs> that time is ending soon. <laughs> it, it sure is. Yeah. That's amazing. We're going to come back to the joy on a bike for sure. I love mm. that. Oh, I um, also, sorry, I also work as uh, I work with Kaylee. We do ski patrol together, and awesome. I've also been working uh, on BC, uh, for BC Ambulance as a paramedic. Awesome. As Kaylee and I share quite a few avenues. Well, this feels great. So we have two paramedics on the women's team. If any of the men need you, that's good. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. And who do you pass it to? I will pass it to Megan. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I guess I'm Megan. I am also living in Vancouver and I came out here to go to UBC. I'm in my going into my fifth year of my undergrad for biology. I am on the rowing team at UBC. I'm the team captain or I was this past year and I'm hoping to be again this coming year. So that's that's just a lot about where I spend a lot of my time. Uh, like every morning that I've been out here, almost every morning I've spent on the Fraser River and then cycling comes into that. I didn't really ride a bike much. I learned to ride a bike when I was like pretty old, like like eight or older. I don't know. Most most kids learned when they were young. And um, then didn't ride very much until like 2020. I was home after school shut down. I went back to Ontario where I grew up and started riding a road bike with my sister, which I thought was very scary, but also very fun. So then as soon as I came back here that fall to go into my second year of school, I bought a road bike. And the first ride that I did with it was with the rowing team for a 100k ride. And I learned how to ride my road bike really well. I've just been riding ever since like that. I have that's my number one vehicle. That's how I get to work and like often bike to props in the summer and then just do a lot of biking that whole like my whole second year of school was still shut down. So we would just a lot of the training would be just like afternoon big bike rides with like a lot of teammates because it was like a way to get out when we were like not really allowed to do anything in the middle of the pandemic. And yeah, I just love it. And I love cycling also. I can relate to Liz's like joy of pedaling a bike. Yeah, that's that's that. And oh, for work, I am I work in childcare. I do like before and after school care uh, with a wow. local school system here. I just, I mean, we need to hear from our fourth rider and I'm in awe. It's like I go to school and I ride 100K and I have a job and I'm doing a million things. And the intersectionality of all of you is, is incredible. And I also think that rowing is totally badass. And I rode in Ontario and I think that rowers can do everything. So you have a, you, you can have a seat on a bike if you can have a seat on a boat. That's what I think. All right, let's pass it. Maria. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Maria. 
I graduated from UBC uh, last year. And ever since then, I've been working full time as a civil engineer in Vancouver. So as a recent grad, I've pretty much just been working super full time. I got to pick my free time very carefully, pick my activities very carefully. So lately, it's been a little bit more biking than I'm used to. But my relationship with biking is that I was taught as a kid and I loved cycling as a kid. I was in all of the bike camps, all of the cycling activities that I could possibly do. I was obsessed with it. And then just growing up, it was kind of just here and there. If I could bike to school, I would, or I would just kind of bike in in parks, things like that. I wasn't really, I, I always worked too far away to be able to bike to work, but I'm just, I'm really excited to have been able to start cycling again and road cycling is still pretty new to me but it's a great workout and I'm a fan of that as well fan of a good workout I love it right on well I want to come back to the joy of riding a bike and you know it's it's kind of hard to capture and it's pretty powerful to self-propel yourself the way you do on a bike and yet I'm wondering if any of you have ridden a quad before and no does this does this look like a no? This is a no. Okay. Hard. And I'm a hard no. Yep. Got it. Super clear. The opposite of mountain biking. I'm wondering if you have allocated your positions. Do you know who's riding in what seat on this bike yet? Or does that yes. also change? No, that's a great question. I would love to have an answer for you. I have been told different things. I've been told that the tallest person has or is recommended the tallest person goes at the front for some reason. And that would be Maria. But also, they were like, it doesn't have to be the tallest person. So maybe the person from, with the most road riding experience goes in the front. I think from a, so this is from a Zoom meeting that we had. I don't think any of you guys were there, but I was there. Yeah, rep- just Alex. live, showed up. And um, Ben was talking about how I think it's suggested that from like maybe a weight distribution perspective, like having the tallest person in the front is sometimes the maybe the most efficient or best uh, for some reason but it's also recommended that yeah the person with the most confidence riding or the most experience riding goes in the front and it acts as like a, I guess a captain um, obviously that person is in charge of the steering and the braking so they should be relatively competent uh or not competent but confident I guess it's what I'm trying to say so I think maybe once we get a chance to play around on the bike as a team then we can we'll be able to establish kind of who's sitting where person in the back gets to wear a super fun reflective vest so that's the best spot for fashion (laughs) okay fashion fashion in the back party in the front got it the question was around joy and I want to know what your experience of joy on the bike is you know I do not mountain bike and the idea of mountain biking is actually the opposite of joy and is completely terrifying and yet the idea of riding a really long distance is euphoric I'm wondering if you can share, perhaps two of you can share your experience of joy. My, I think my joy of riding a bike pretty much comes from the workout that it is associated with bike riding. For some reason, I just love a good workout and a good burn. And then I've also really enjoyed the feeling of uh, replenishing myself with food after a long bike ride. I don't know. I, I have, it is unmatched compared to anything else, which is eating a meal after a long bike ride. So that's, that's where I get two of my biggest sources of joy. <laughs> I love that. I love I just, it. I just ate so much food. I just got home from a bike ride and I came in the door and I ate, I think, everything I could see in front of me. I was like, yep, you, yep, yep. <laughs> <It was laughs> Amazing. 
Okay, well, that um, leads into like, what the heck are you going to eat on the bike? Have you thought about that yet? I've thought about it. I don't know if I, my roommate, someone who used to live with me was like a pro cyclist. She's super cool. And she was like, your number one training needs to be fuel. So also everyone else listen to this. It's important. But she was telling me every like, I don't know what, she had some, there's some crazy bike race standard of like a hundred carbs an hour, a hundred grams of carb an hour, which is ridiculously high. If you like look at how much food that is to eat, like while you're training really hard, like at least in my mind, but I've been like trying to eat on the bike, like while we're going. And my, the things I found to be great are Sour Patch Kids and Oreos. Um, are my top two during ride fuel. Amazing. That's I love for it. me. One of the more exciting things about biking more and road biking is Megan, you told me you're like, yeah, you can eat candy while you ride your bike. And I was like, that's phenomenal. That's amazing. It's just fun too. It's just one more fun thing. Bring snacks on your ride. I need to share that Oreos are great. The upgrade are Fig Newtons. A Fig Newton mm-hmm. is like a great soft, not so crumbly, good caloric pound for your nibble. And Welch's fruit snacks. Welch's fruit snacks, especially from Costco, they come in like 70 calorie packages. And I'm with you. 100 grams of carbs is a lot an hour. I think like if you can get in 70 grams, you're laughing, but also carbs, calories, liquid form are a win. So like the stuff you put in your bottles, put, put stuff in bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, even though I real know. food is going to be tasty. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. Would it be okay if I just readdressed the question of joy? Oh, I would love you to. Thank you. Yeah, I just feel like maybe it's important for this podcast because it's the women's team in particular, but it of course like stretches to everybody. But I just think that my relationship with joy or with uh, with cycling and joy is that I think getting on a bike for me around like when I was around like I guess 19, when I, 18 when I first started like really riding bikes, it was probably the first time in my adult life where I felt and it took quite a few years, <laughs> I feel like to get to this point. But especially once I started mountain biking, I was like, oh, I actually am competent in like an outdoor sport. And I think that as women, we don't necessarily have that assumed confidence that maybe other people do. And something about going out and riding my bicycle is one of the most like liberating experiences to be like, I'm actually super competent and capable of taking myself out into the trails, into the forest by myself, taking friends out. And for me, that was just like the beginning of a journey where I was like, I actually yeah, I am capable and competent. It was, it's like just totally life-changing where before I didn't have that experience to take me on that journey, which was pretty cool. Anyway, it brings me so much joy. So much joy. Yes. It means so much. And I appreciate the confidence. I adore the fact that you're the only women's team doing this. And I think you're partly bananas and it's really, really special to be bananas and to be out doing what you're doing. And that is actually the perfect segue into the why behind this ride. And I'd love you to all answer that because it is special. 800 kilometers is not a short distance. And what Ben has created at Worth Hats 
I mean, I think is incredibly special. It was the easiest yes when he asked the Corker Collective to sponsor the ride. And it's not lost on me that endorphins are not a drug that we can get off the street in Vancouver. But I guess you could get them off the street if you're on your bike. And, you know, endorphins are the byproduct of a bike ride. I just feel very aware, joking aside, about what is happening in our world today as we care for our mental health. So can you share with me your why? Yeah, why did you choose to do this ride of all rides? And, you know, you could have gone in your bike 800 kilometers with your friends. I'm sure of it. Maybe over eight days or maybe over three days. And you're choosing to spend a week of your summer this way. How come? Megan, let's start um, with you. It's funny that we're starting with me because I joined this team very late. I've actually never met Maria. This is the first time seeing her face. So <laughs> I feel like my why, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I think I like didn't take a lot of time to think about why I was doing this ride when I was first asked. Kaylee asked someone and then she asked me if I wanted to do it almost as a joke because she didn't know what it was. And then when I looked into it, I had heard of Worth previously and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. I think ultimately my first reaction to like saying absolutely yes was that I've never even like heard of a four-person bike. I thought that would be really cool. And then when it gets kind of deeper into it, it would be, I really wanted to A, challenge myself and 800 kilometers seems like a ridiculously long time to ride a bike. So I was kind of really excited at the challenge and kind of what that would take and the adventure of the thing. And then I also just think that mental health in general is super important and something that we have in recent years been raising more awareness to. But I think it's cool to be a part of something bigger and something that's as big and exciting and like ridiculous, but as powerful as like this, this ride really is. Like it's really saying something like, yes, eight days, we're going to go out and, and do this, this ridiculous race to like raise money for such a, a good cause. I think we all probably have a lot of personal connections with mental health and supporting that. But personally, I just feel like that's a big reason to to do the ride. So exciting and something really like like a life changing experience to be a part of. And I could not turn it down when I was when I as soon as I like did a little Google search of what tandem world championships when when I was kind of jokingly asked, I was like, absolutely. Yes. Like that just seems absolutely wild and absolutely amazing. And I'm really, really stoked to see how it goes. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Yeah. I can go. What's funny is I remember like a few years ago hearing about the quad tandem race and I'd watched the previous video documentary that had been done about it. And this is when I was first starting out with just helping out here and there with Worth. And, you know, I thought it was crazy and I thought it was amazing and just a great way to raise awareness about such a great cause. Like Megan said, like everyone has connections to mental health. And I think talking about it can be so so powerful but to do something as ridiculous as ride a four-person bike like 800 800 kilometers that grabs some attention but I distinctly remember watching that and being like oh I could never do that for some reason it was just like that's so challenging and there's no way I could ever do that like no one would ever ask me to do that and it's not I guess it's you know I think I'm athletic and I know I can ride a bike but I just never thought about challenging myself to that level. And I think when the opportunity came and Ben was saying, you know, we'd love to have a women's team. And he was kind of putting the feelers out, like who would be interested in that? It took me a while before I was like, oh no, like I can do that. Like that's realistic. There's no reason I can't do that. And so to take on a challenge like that was super scary. And I was terrified and I was shocked when people started saying yes, that they would do it with me. But also really exciting because the like on one hand, I think I have a lot of I struggle with a lot of doubt in my ability to do hard things sometimes. 
but I couldn't be more excited to do it with like these other three women who I look up to a lot in all different aspects. And I know if, you know, I look at every single one of them and I'm like, I have no doubt that they'll be able to do it. And so why can't I do it? So I'm really excited about that. I know it's going to be so hard, but that's exciting and scary, but mostly exciting. I love it. So good. Go for it, Maria. Okay. I'll try not to echo what lovely other ladies, Keely and Megan said, because they said it so well, but I, I've always tried to just say yes to as many things as possible. I, I always try to say yes to new experiences. So when Keely asked me, I immediately said yes. And then kind of once more details came out, you know, I find out it's a four person race, which is super cool. I've never done anything like that. I've never seen anything like that. And, you know, look at the map of everything. Look at how long it's going to be. Doubt kind of started to creep in my mind a little bit, but I'm, I'm really just excited to participate. And obviously it's for a super great cause. I know mental health hits close to home for a lot of us, especially me. So I'm, I'm really excited to engage with fundraising with my colleagues, with my friends and kind of just involve as many people, people as possible. And I'm also just really excited to meet the other teams. Mm. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. So yeah, Kaylee, chief organizer of this team, thank you for doing the admin, asked me a while ago if I wanted to be part of the women's team without any questions. I said, absolutely. Um, How can you say no to that? You know what? And then I I didn't know any details for like quite a while. And I kept telling people, I'm like, I'm riding a bike and it's going to be a race and it's going to be great. And they were like, can you give me some more information about it? And I was like, no. (laughs) No, I can't actually. Um, I don't know where it starts. I don't know where it finishes. I don't know how long it's going to be, but how can you say no to riding a bicycle 800, like a four person bicycle, 800 kilometers? It's going to be certainly an experience of a lifetime. And I think that I'm really, I'm really proud to be part of a like generation that's so like mental health positive. And it's been certainly I've been involved in many communities that have been very like forward about dealing with your mental health. And I'm, yeah, just really proud, I guess, to be in a part of the world where that's kind of like celebrated and there's resources. And although it's not perfect, it's pretty great. And so I'm super happy to be going along with Worth. So many of my, like I have quite a few like close friends, I feel like that are associated with Worth. And I even used to work with some of them back in the days when I was working at Patagonia. And so I'm just happy to support that company because those people are close to me and be able to ride with these girls is going to be insane. Gosh, I love it. This is a team called Absolutely Yes and only partially scary and rightfully so. I mean, you are covering elevation, you are riding mountains and eight days, 800 kilometers, you'd think it's like about a hundred kilometers a day. Yet with four of you, it could take longer than riding on your own. Is that right? Or is this going to be faster with four of you? Or we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. know. Okay, we're going to go with we don't know. We don't know. I think I thought at face value, I was like, oh, that's great. There's four of us. It'll be so easy. But then somebody pointed out, well, no, like there's four. You all weigh something and you have to haul each other up. And if you're not efficient with each other, y'all are going to feel it. So yeah. I love it. Way to go. Maybe we'll be super efficient and it'll be really fast. Well, what I want you to know is that the question I wanted to ask next was what what is the one thing that you're like packing in your jersey that you're scared of? What what is a fear that you have? 
And I want you to know that that is the question I wanted to ask. And I don't want to know the answer because I don't think you need to worry about whatever the fear is that you're packing in your jersey. What I do want to know is what is the, is there a person or a thing or maybe it's a brand? I'm not sure that's inspiring to you that you look to right now in the world and you're like, hey, if that person's doing it, I can do this. Or this person is a voice for a certain cause. I want to know one nugget of inspo that you will pack with you along for this ride. I haven't really thought about that. I mean, I think when times get tough, obviously there's going to be times on the spike ride where we're really feeling it. If it's if it's a day where there's a lot of elevation, I think my plan was just to always go into those kind of days with at like first and foremost in my head, believing in my team and believing in myself because that's that's going to be the most important thing after long days, long, hard days out there. Okay, I want you to think though, really, who in the world is inspiring you right now? I love, I mean, I once heard the most powerful four words you can tell someone is I believe in you. And I was like, amen. And when you look to someone right now, and maybe it's a female athlete, maybe it's a politician, maybe it's not, maybe it's a poet. Who's inspiring you? Maria, I'm going to make you answer the question again. It's, it's oh. I love the belief and I want one more. I was just going to say my mom is probably the first yes. person that comes to my mind. Amazing. <laughs> like I was trying to think of a figure or somebody who I can, yeah. who other people would know, but I'd, I would probably say my mom. That That's who I look up to in mm. terms of when I think of hard work and dedication. And that's the, that was who I would mm-hmm. say is, is someone I really look up to. I love it. Mom and dad. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Megan? I feel like recently... I've been, this summer, I've been trying to read a little bit more. And then one of my roommates, Lindsay, gave me a book. She's, you need to read this. It's about these these two girls who go on like some crazy bike trip. But I've just started the book. It's written by Kate Harris. And she like biked with her friends across the like Tibetan plateau. Grew up in small town Ontario and then just like went on this crazy long bike trip. Which I haven't read very much of it so far. <laughs> like what I have what I've gotten through is that it's just like a really, it just seems like it was a really, really tough journey and a lot of climbing. Like there's a lot of elevation that they, they just kept going up and down mountains. And just like, I'm been reading a little bit before bed each night and being like, yeah, I can probably do this like couple day ride if they spent like a month climbing up and down mountains. And it's just like empowering to read about like these two women who just like went and did something just because they like felt, I don't know, a calling for adventure. Like there was really no reason this girl's just kind of grown up dreaming of going on an adventure and then decided to just go like pack up a bike and go ride it across the world kind of. So currently that's my like number one thing that's that I think when I'm feeling uh, exhausted during this ride and climbing up, I'll be like, those two girls did it so I can do this. I love it. I want you to know that that's who you are right now for women who either have never been on a bike, who don't know the joy of a bike, who haven't thought of what can I do? And I think that this is the dawn of Aquarius and Aquarius is we're meant to do things together. We're not meant to be alone. And that doesn't necessarily mean everyone has to go ride a bike that's attached to each other's bike. But I know that bike rides are more fun together. And whether you read about the stories in a book or you get to experience them firsthand, it's impossible for you not to inspire people by what you're doing. So I love that. Way to go. Reading a book. You are the next book. You are the page. You are the chapter. Let's go. All right. Olivia, you're next. Man, I was thinking that one through. And at first, I wanted to say all of the women in Squamish that are riding their bikes every day. I remember vividly riding up one of the climb trails in Squamish one evening with someone 
a long time ago who was kind of teaching me how to ride a mountain bike for the first time. And I was pedaling up and I was just dying. I was struggling. It was uphill and there was this trick. She like flew past me and she, it was like effortless. And she like her kit was good. Her bike was awesome. She was just out alone. It was like a dusk ride. And I remember thinking like, wow, that would be so cool to be like living in Squamish, you know, able to just take your bike into the trails alone in the evening. And now I do that every day. And I think that is so cool. But then my brain went, well, the the women, like specifically, if I can think of specific women who really inspire me, I'm really drawn to the experiences that I've had working in a ski patrol capacity on uh, Mount Seymour. Uh, and then of Dot, Kaylee was my supervisor one year. And that's how we met. So can I say Kaylee? Because Kaylee made me feel so empowered and capable in that really intense, really quite intimidating <laughs> space and she made me feel like safe and competent and I made me just realize like a lot of things about myself related to my my competence in the outdoors and so I, I picked Kaylee I love it teammates this is love that's so kind of you to say yeah man I'm trying to, this is like hard I feel like I I guess and I'm I worry this is like a too broad of an answer but recently I've just been especially after finishing going through my undergrad, um, which was really challenging and working all the time. Whenever I felt like stressed and overwhelmed, the people I would look to in my life were like all of the amazing women in my life. And like, whether that's my mom sometimes, but Maria and I were roommates for two years. Like I looked to Maria uh, and I haven't known Megan very long, but just like I look at all of these women and I see all of the things that I want to be and want to be able to do. And they remind me that I'm already those things and that I can do them. And I think it's such a, I feel so grateful to have these connections in my life. Because I, I know like when I was younger, I didn't have many friends that were girls. Like I just, it, it just never clicked or I never, I had a lot of friends that were guys and like, that was great. But I think all of the women in my life and like, especially the women on this team, like have brought so much value to my life individually, but also just like continuously remind me what I can do. And like, if I think I can't do something like that's false because I think all of these other women can do it. And so of course I should be able to do it. Like that's no questions asked. Like I just, yeah, I feel so grateful for all the, the women in my life who I have to stand on. Yeah. I think that's, it's easy to overlook. Like oh, I have all these friends and they're so cool and they do all these badass things. But like, I think there's something really hard to articulate about like strong female connections, like between women who do hard things together and can mm -hmm. do hard things on their own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've had this conversation. I think I say it every week on the podcast in some way, shape or form about how special it is to have really tight, sweet friendships. And as a, you know, female identifying person myself, I am a raging feminist. I'm so pumped that of all the teams, I'm like, put us with the women's team. And I really appreciate and admire that the people who are inspiring you aren't a celebrity. They're not out with a million TikTok views and the biggest social media following. They're the people that are closest to you. And to me, there is currency in relationships. And that says so much. It says a lot about who you are as humans. And it says so much about maybe this generation that we're looking to each other. We're not actually looking for someone outside of our circle to inspire us. And you are those people. And that is really, really cool. 
I have taken up way too much of your time. I am so grateful to have had you on the mic and I'm mindful that you, you did not give me this much time. And so thank you for that. However, I am hoping that we can wrap with our final question of the Uncorked podcast. And that question is, what is making your heart beat faster? And I want to give you some context that I started the business and the podcast under the hypothesis, under the belief that anything that we do that makes our heart beat faster is worth getting up in the morning and doing. And that came from chasing goals that were sweaty pursuits that involved getting on bike. And yet in the world that is now work and all of the other stressors that we have, what I know is that when your heart beats faster and my friend Will likes to say, you know, it's like Bambi and Twitter padding. And there is something to be said about the joy in your heart beating because you're scared and you're going to go do it anyway, or because you shared a delicious meal or you have a big juicy goal. So with all of that to be said, would you share what is making your heart beat faster before we close this one down? Anyone have anything um, they want to start with? Oh, I can start. This might be simple or I think for me recently, it's just been being outside. And like, I think I've really tried to not take it for granted that I think I live in one of the most beautiful places that you can live in compared to like the town I grew up in was nice. That it's just, there's no ocean, there was no mountains and there wasn't this like lush, amazing forest. And I feel like I really have been trying to take advantage of the fact that I live with such beauty all around me and like in the simplest of things and also just the, com the complex things. I don't know. It's just anything from like, I've been going on runs in like the pouring rain, just trying to like enjoy the nature and like, like anytime I'm biking, like I just have this smile that I can't wipe off my face. Yeah. The fact being on the rowing team and the fact that I've been able to Yes, I wake up early, but watch so many sunrises on, on the water and just like start my day on the water. The majority of people aren't doing that. That's something that I think really gets me out of bed in the morning. The weeks that I have off weeks and I'm not training are like really a challenge, I feel like, to get up and feel that kind of energy because I just love the, the beauty of the outdoors and this place that we live in is truly amazing and anywhere's amazing but being outside is great and it's my answer i'll hop on to the end of that where like i'm so obsessed with where i live and i'm so happy and it feels like home and it just happens to be like one of the coolest places on the planet if you're just talking about the pacific northwest or if you're talking about squamish or the west coast in general something that makes my heart beat faster is thinking about all of the untapped trips that i haven't gone on yet i think about taking myself on bikepacking trips and backpacking trips and my heart genuinely beats faster when I'm like, oh, there are so many things that I can just do and go right from my door pretty much, which is insane. And I feel so grateful and I'm so excited about that every single day. You aren't wrong. You aren't yeah. wrong. That That is a good list. Okay, Maria, yeah, that's, you going to that's a good question. I was thinking about it. Uh, what makes your heart beat faster? And it was hard for me to come up with an answer. But what I will say is that the past couple of years, I've been plagued with a couple injuries that you know, I've, I've broken both my wrists. I've had a knee injury just like here and there, some sprains, some pains that uh, kind of have plagued things I do. Nothing too bad, but everything's kind of starting to come together right now. And I'm starting to feel really good about myself, really proud of what my body can do. So I'm just really excited to, you know, start that chapter off with this bike race and then also just use my youth to kind of do all of the things that I've been dreaming of as a kid and go on all the trips and you know see all the places and so just thinking about that kind of what Liv said but 
what a great answer. Uh, that, that also just makes me super excited. Love it. Oh man, all of your guys' answers make me so happy. What makes my heart beat faster? I think like really similar to, to what all the other ladies have said. So I'll kind of echo that. The past few years, I feel like I've sacrificed being outdoors and doing all these fun adventure things for like work and school. And now I'm finally, these past few months even, realizing or I, I have the time now to be like, oh, I'm going to after work go climbing or I'm going to go biking. And then that's just kind of foreign to me because I used to not, I used to feel like I couldn't do that with my time. But after getting out the door and like sitting at the trailhead or like stopping in the middle of the climb, like lying against the rock and Squamish is just like nothing I could, I could stay in that moment forever kind of thing. And it just makes me so excited. Also mountain biking and climbing, like I'm also terrified a lot of the time, like those things really scare me, but in a good way, like actually gets my heart pumping. Yeah. So I always look forward to that. And I'm just really grateful that I'm at a point in my life where I can choose to do these things. And like Maria said, like, I'm so stoked and so grateful that I have a body that can do all these amazing things. And like, I think if you told me even like five years ago that that was the case, I wouldn't have believed you. So um, I'm pretty stoked about that. Amazing. I am going to end it here and say thank you so, so much. I will ensure there are links in the show notes for everyone to follow along, to donate, to be a part of in any way, shape or form. This is obviously not the end of our sponsorship and partnership with Worth, but you are the pinnacle of 2023 and crossing the 800 kilometer finish line is a big deal. I'm cheering for you. And it's really special. And it's super wild and totally crazy. And I love that you're doing it here in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.